driving today on the other side of the ampersand is my pal, my co-host, and, well, well, it's just Ryan Wenzel. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got the pinch hit last week. I think I hit a bloop single, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, hey. It's okay. He scored an RBI. There we go. I didn't know anyone was on base, but I like the yeah, analogy. He was on second, bloop single, uh, mishandled in the outfield, and he scored. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you weren't confident about the last show. Um, I, I I thought it was all right, but this is the role reversal where I usually think shows are bad and you think they're okay. Maybe it's because you hosted the show and you were in control, so you can kind of see all of the all of the bad things that happen on the road. I don't know about that. I feel like you and I disagree on whether a show is good, like really often. That the shows that you think are good, I'm like, yeah, they were all right. And then vice versa. Do I you mean, notice that trend as well? I notice that trend, but I'm, I'm saying every time I think a show is good, it was it was a lot of like, okay, let's pull it back here. Let's push it over here. Like it's a lot of hosting stuff for me because that's like one of my main responsibilities that I can focus on. It's not like the content's always, I don't want to say always, but the content is like most of the time really, really good regardless. But for me, I look at it as performance aspect for me. We're like, okay, I transitioned that well. I didn't transition this well, but I made fun of it to make up for it kind of thing. Like I just look at how I performed and then the overall content of what we did. That's fair. I'm looking at it from more of a macro perspective. So I I get that. I think last week was like, this very new situation where like you had to, you had to drive it and it was, I was out of it. So you had to carry the show, which I mean, we do our own fair share of heavy lifting when it comes to talking on the show. I think we talk pretty evenly as far as the, the time we talk, but like, I I, I think last show was you having to carry 75% of that load when you weren't actually prepared to do so. Yeah, that that that's pretty accurate to an extent, but I think it came out all right. I think it was solid. I think it, I think it was fine. You're the one that s- said you didn't love it. I, I think it was fine. I mean, the only time that I listened, I have not listened to it as a as a full show yet, only while I was editing it. So uh, I, I didn't get the full, you know, front to back experience. Yeah, I didn't love it because I sounded awful. <laughs> well, you sound better now, which Thank is good. You. I'm. I'm 100% recovered. I'm not 100% healthy because healthy is a relative term I don't believe in. But I'm 100% recovered from <laughs> What does that from even my, mean? <laughs> from my illness. What does that even mean? Well, healthy is a relative term. Like, Scra- scrap the rest a- of the show. Just explain this for the next 15 minutes. Let's go. Healthy, healthy is relative to who is talking about it. So for me... Healthy is me being able to get out of bed without hurting. But as opposed to like a fitness model, healthy is those weird green kale smoothies and other things so they can live, I don't know, 47 days longer. Okay, that's that's fair enough, I guess. I mean, I just crushed two bowls of protein cereal before we did this podcast, so I'm probably not the person to to discuss it with. But well, if if you're looking at healthy as far as my diet, probably not the healthiest. I'm not like I don't overindulge. I don't really eat a whole lot, actually, which is probably not healthy in its own right. 
but like I don't consume a ton of things, and I drink sweet tea a lot and chocolate milk every night. So that's not the healthiest, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not overweight. <laughs> so I'm healthy in that aspect. Like it's so weird. Yeah, wait it a minute. You drink matter. chocolate milk daily? Every night. I knew that like chocolate milk was one of your things. I didn't realize it was to that extent. Seven nights a week, sometimes eight glasses a week. That's intense. Sometimes I, I go, I double dip a night. If I've had that an is, especially long day. Some people drink alcohol. I drink chocolate milk. That is intense. Because I don't drink alcohol. So, like, I have Okay, to that's find... not a normal trade-off, though, bro. Like, you can't just be like, you know, I don't drink alcohol, <laughs> so I just chug chocolate milk every day. Like, that, well, that so is, every, those things are not every, equivalent. They don't do the same thing to you. They have very different effects. Everyone has their thing, though. That, Some that's people fair like to that's fair like kick back after a long day of hard work and like put their feet up on their coffee table and crack open a, a beer. I'm not like that. Some people like wine. I'm sure I might like wine once I get to the legal age to drink in the United States, which I am not. And for me, it's chocolate milk. No free ads, but Hershey's chocolate milk. <laughs> Okay. All right then. You gotta um, make it yourself. I, I I'm not sure where we were going originally. Oh yeah, health is a relative term. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like I would look at you and say you're you're relatively healthy because you're you're somewhat in shape. More in shape than I am. I used to be really in shape when I played soccer. I am not as in shape as as I was. But like you're in shape. Like you work out like consistently. Like you're in shape. But your your diet may not be the healthiest according to. Someone else, right? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That healthy is a lifestyle, I guess, which is different for everybody. I don't take care of myself very well, but I'm not fat. (laughs) So that's that. I'm just laughing because the original concept of like healthy is a relative term. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think doctors might disagree, bro. Like. (laughs) <laughs> but now I now I understand the context of what you're stating. Um, oh yeah. Also that. Like I am also not suffering from any terminal illnesses. So in that regard I am healthy. <laughs> yeah. There there you go. Um, but I've, I've been rewatching healthy. a lot of scrubs lately and I just I I was picturing like a uh, like a Dr. Cox-esque rant um on on the nature of health. <laughs> as soon as you said it I was like is it a relative term though but I un- I understand now. What a what a start to the show. Yeah. Yeah, it is a the start of the show is always a surprise for me. I I I feel like it has to be for you as well, right? Yeah, I have no idea where we're ever going to go. And I love the fact this is episode 37 and we've gone a million different ways. We've gone actually that's not right. We've gone 37 different ways to start the show. And they're always unique and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some are more deliberate. Others are, others are. Yeah, you know, we know the three topics that we want to hit today. We'll find our way there. Let's just hit recording go. And uh, and I, I kind of like the, I I like the randomness aspect of the openings, uh, because we we did not plan to do anything on the nature of health, but now My now favorite. at least people know your opinions on it and also know. <laughs> And also know that your vice is chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate milk, dude. I don't rip cigs. I don't smoke it marijuana. I drink chocolate milk. Oh, man. That's awesome. That is funny. Uh, Anyways, 
No, I, one of my favorite things about, because I know you want to dip into and, and try to segue into or the things we're actually supposed to talk about, but I want to derail it one more time by saying there's a point in our existence as like each episode, right? So we yeah. start, I, I call you or you call me, yo, yo, what's going on? Hey, okay, conversation about X. And it's yeah. like, hey, do you want to sync up and get ready to get, do the show? He's like, yeah. So three, two, one, clap, boom, we're there. We're synced up. Then there's a five-minute conversation that is perfectly usable show material. And it's like, okay, let's, get, let's go into the show. And then the next part where we actually start the show and have this opening randomness, it's completely separate and different from what we talked about in the five-minute stretch when we were technically on air, but we're not going to put on air. It's so incredibly weird how this works every single time we do this. Yeah, it depends on the week where we might be recording for five, ten minutes and just sit there talking before we actually do the air quotes podcast. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. We could there's there's usable material in there if we if we wanted to. But I don't know. We could start including it. We just have to be. <laughs> I don't know. We have to be. Fa- I guess we just got to be faster of you doing the intro. <laughs> Three, two, we, one, clap. We start recording, one. you do the intro, and then we're like, so what are we going to talk about today? Because that's <laughs> it's usually a significant portion of it. Because um, I like to say the the term production meeting. Like when people ask me what I'm doing, I'm getting ready to do a show or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we're in a production <laughs> meeting right now. We don't do that at all. This is so unlike any other podcast I've ever hosted with, a, with another person, which would, this would be number three that I've hosted with a different person. And yeah. We always had production meetings and had like a rundown and had things scheduled out. This one's like, hey, you know what? We'll just send each other DMs on Instagram every once in a while. We'll talk about those. Yeah. When we see funny meme concepts, we're like, let's talk about this next week. (laughs) 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 Nevertheless, that's a a look. See behind the curtain here at R&R. All right. What do you want to start with? You want to so, start with hey, your thing that you want to do? Can I derail us for one moment? Do do thirty seconds of of halfway serious material, and then we then we move back to normal stuff. Oh, sure. I mean, why so, not? So very unfortunate timing with with the last episode of the podcast. You are very aware that I am specifically for this podcast. I don't ever really want to cut anything. I just want to let it be what it is. Uh, and if there's rambling, there's rambling, whatever. Uh, I, I might go back and remove something. Obviously, last week when I was doing shout outs and I included Trevor Bauer in that, that was mm. prior to the, the extremely serious allegations that came out. Very unfortunate timing uh, for me using the term hero, uh, talking about the sticky stuff st- scandal. Uh, I'm, oh, God, I'm, I, I might that. go, ba- I might go back and remove that. So, uh, just for context, n- we might remove that. So, uh, yeah, we can move on from there. I, okay. I do remember, I remember saying a lot of glowingly nice things. And then like five days later, obviously very serious allegations come out. And I was like, well, that's really unfortunate timing given, given what I said three days ago. So, uh, that might end up getting removed, but obviously in context, uh, that was prior to any and all allegations. Yeah, not great. It, it's um, not probably not the first time it's happened. Probably not the last uh, in terms of me saying something nice about 
uh, somebody and then finding new information and going, ah, I wish I didn't say that. But I wanted to at least mention it, given uh, given that it was during shout outs and uh, into exactly what I said. So wanted to make sure that was that was clear. Yeah, we don't condone that. Look, I don't know a ton about baseball. And first off, I'd like to commend you for for what you just did. That's one, a very respectable thing. And two, it's a CYA for our for for our show and us. So uh, that's that's amazing. Again, we don't condone that. Like we don't. Yeah, we're we're obviously not, you know, in favor of what he did or the allegations against him. Uh, But if I my very little knowledge about baseball, it's it's not terribly surprising to me that he is the guy facing these allegations right now based on what I've heard about Trevor Bauer in the past and how people don't like him. Oh like, yeah. He's, he's not very like well this, liked around baseball. This seems on par for, for him. So I, I hope it all gets resolved and everything gets, gets figured out with baseball and for him and for all the allegations and, and justice is served in the proper way and appropriate way that it should be based on the sufficient evidence in the case, but we will move on away from that because this is not that type of show. Do you want to move on? To, do you do you want to talk about the other big thing with with sports and the rules about um, the the Olympian? Wait, what are you talking about? About the the Olympian, the the track. Oh yeah, the yeah, track yeah. Run, with uh, with Shakari Richardson. Yeah, Shakari Richardson. I, I I couldn't remember the pronunciation of her name. Shakari Richardson. I mean. That's a whole other situation. That kind of got clumped together with this for athletes breaking rules. Obviously, very different situations. But um, I have I have a thought on it. If you if you want to continue with it, yeah. So I'd I'd have to go look up what the what the testing procedures are and whether it was Wada or Usada who did the test and uh, get a little more background. Look, it's one of those things where there's zero reason to even be testing for marijuana at this point in in science. I mean, I tweeted about it that the UFC changed their drug testing entirely where they they don't feel like science is at the point where you can truly even test in competition for marijuana that it's basically always going to be trace metabolites that are residual from use that could have been weeks or months ago. Uh, they completely took it out, and USADA runs their entire dr- drug testing program. USADA is United States Anti-Doping Association, um, who also tests Olympic athletes in the U.S. So it, it's one of those things where it's dumb that she's even being tested for it. I understand rules are rules. That's fine. But it's one of those things where I, I can't find the logical reason that we're even in this situation. Well, I was asked about it last night, and I had to give a very educated and informed opinion on something that I had vaguely knew about, so I went back and, and looked at it again. When you make the commitment to be an Olympian, you, you submit yourself to these, these rules. You give up a lot of your privileges that a lot of normal civilians have to be able to compete for your country and compete in the Olympics. And there is a rule in the rule book that you signed up to follow that is against this. And she broke that rule, and she admitted to it, and she was not in any way denying that she, she broke the rule, and she accepted the penalty for breaking the rule. Now, that's all fine and great. I, the U.S. Olympic Committee or the U.S. Olympic team, whoever ended up suspending her, did the right thing 
based on the rules they have set in place. But that doesn't make the rule any less stupid. Based on what they have in their rule book, they follow protocol, they follow the guideline, you're suspended for one month, but that one month just happens to be the thing you've trained five years for. So yeah. sorry. Oops. Yeah, I but, mean, a lot of people were trying to compare it to Michael Phelps, who did get suspended, served his suspension. It just didn't happen to be a month before the Olympics. Right. Like, what, you're suspended from training for a month? You get a month off to kind of, like, you know, rest up and, and do your own personal training in your own personal facility? You can't show up to the facility for a month in a non-Olympics year? I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not going to, like, per- it's not going to absolutely derail your whole training program to compete in the le- next Olympics. But this one just happened, happened to be 30 days before her event in Tokyo. Now, I, I'm, I'm saying, okay, I, I concede, yes, the rule is stupid, but the rule is also in the book. Yes, the rules need to be changed, but she knew what she did before she did it and still did it and then got caught doing it. She admitted that. She knew she was wrong when she did it. It doesn't make the rule any less dumb. So I'm, I can see both sides of it. Rules are rules. And those are the rules set out by the, as a condition to your employment, you're supposed to follow those rules. If you don't, you're going to be punished. And she was. Again, yeah, I mean, if this happened two not, months ago, it's not a story. Right. And the rule, I mean, it doesn't, the rule's dumb. It is. But it's still a rule. Yeah, no, so. it's one of those things where, that's why I said I, I want to know, because I didn't even bother really looking into this, because to be honest, I'm not super fiery about this. Like it's, it, I don't know. Yeah, I, I also it, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like this isn't affecting me on a personal level where I was going to go watch her in the Olympics. I know she's an LSU grad, which is awesome. You know, competing in the Olympics for, for Louisiana state. But like, I wasn't like this. I didn't know who she was before the story broke. Yeah. It, I mean, it's one of those things where if the, because the, I guess here's here's the way that I can say this is if it came down from the actual Olympic committee, the World Anti-Doping Association, there's way more moving parts that I understand are harder to move. Right. That when you say like, oh, hey, you know, there's rules are rules. And yeah, when it's the Olympic committee, multiple countries are voting on those things and all this other stuff. But if if the suspension came directly from the u.s olympic committee the excuse of oh rules are rules doesn't really work for me when you make the rules because you made the rules so you can therefore change it at that point it's it's one of those situations where i'm saying well it's the way that it's always been done does not work for me i think that's a lazy answer i say that professionally to business people i say that uh personally in you know my my friendships and relationships and things like that i'm just not a believer in oh well it's like this so you have to follow it it's well let's look into how we can change it or why we should all those sorts of things so that's why i would if it came down from the actual olympic committee like the um the international olympic committee and wada then it's like okay yeah there's no getting this changed so why are we having the conversation? If it came from the U.S., then it's, I think it's a conversation worth having. Of, okay, you guys could just waive the suspension and remove the rule book. That's literally your job. You have the power to do it, right? It's like the, it's like the NCAA. We can't pay them. Why? Because we don't. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, you can't smoke marijuana. Why? 
because you're not allowed to. Yeah, but because the book that we wrote says you can't. And it's like, can you just cross that line out? And they're like, we could, but you can't do it. And it's like, wait a minute, hold up. Uh, so that one doesn't work for me. And like I said, it's it's one of those situations where the only thing that does get me fiery is with uh, with USADA doing the UFC's drug testing and them outright saying that they don't feel like the science is good enough to continue doing air quotes in competition testing for marijuana. I think that that's, that is a, that is a damning comment of them saying like, Hey, the science isn't even good enough for us to really be doing this. Uh, and that's why when I look at it, I'm like, eh, you guys could just wipe that rule book out if it came from the U S. Well, in the wise words of LaMelo Ball, if it ain't crack, let her run. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't see that, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> right. I you saw, didn't see that on Twitter? <laughs> no, I saw I saw everybody retweeting the, the bit from one of Robin Williams stand up specials where <laughs> he, he makes fun of uh, sprinters getting getting hit with marijuana violations and where he says marijuana is only a PED if there's Hershey bars at the finish line. Um, <laughs> Like I saw that one going around a lot. I saw I, I saw a bunch of good ones. I know uh I know people I don't know, are people still debating this? This feels like a three or four days ago thing. Well, I mean we host every two week shows. So. I'm a, I'm aware. No, I'm at no, I'm asking you if there's still oh. discourse around this. I'm legitimately asking uh, you. I mean, it was a conversation in my household last night, so for me it's gotcha. very fresh. But um I think this was a, a three or four day go twitter thing in in my at least on my timeline i felt like more people were yelling at emmanuel acho than actually yelling at the the verdict that came down and what was going on that was at least what i saw i i don't know (laughs) every everything twitter Twitter twitter.com is the worst website in the world but it's also the best website in the world so people just yell at people who aren't actually supposed to be yelled at but those people who are being yelled at kind of warrant being yelled at. Yeah, it's that it's that tweet that gets quote tweeted all the time where it says every day Twitter has a main character and your goal is not to be it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, but except for when you tweet that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for when you're making fun of uh, whoever is the main character that day. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's one of those things where it, I could look into it more. I'm not going to unless I have to, though. Uh, and even with what you were saying, where Twitter's the best thing and the worst thing, while well, I remember, because I'm going to forget it by the time shoutouts comes around. Uh, I, I watched Colin Quinn, Red State, Blue State. Uh, pretty good special, by the way, uh, like a political stand-up special, where he jokingly says about Twitter that if 15 years ago you pitched someone a website where everybody could write down exactly what they were doing and thinking all of the time and you could follow it, they would think that you were insane. And it's like, yeah, you're right. If you told people that in 05... They would go, please don't make that. And that that's Twitter now. That's where we're at in life. Uh, Twitter's the worst. Yep. Anyways. Um, we actually have things planned. Once you once you segue into it, since it's your idea. Yeah. So I I sent this to you a a, a while back. That yes. if you could take the the continental United States 
and take four the states. Real, the real United States. The yes, real United States. Hawaii yes. and Alaska don't count. Yeah, we're Our we're states. not we're not counting the. I, I believe in that Colin Quinn special. He calls Alaska and the U.S. the United States stepchildren. Uh, so we're not we're not counting them. It's a good special. I, I do really recommend it. Uh, uh, we're, is it we're Netflix? Not, yeah, it is on Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. It's one of those, if you're going to shoot a stand-up special, he shot it with CNN. Like, that doesn't happen quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you shooting your special with, HBO or Netflix? Nah, bro, CNN. <laughs> like, um, so you can take uh, four contiguous states and create your own nation. I looked at this and got really excited. It was debated this with one of my other friends because I think it's just a really fun concept. But I sent it over to you and I, I, I thought it worked for the vibe of this show. All right, and that's it. You got any shout outs? Oh wait, I thought you were still going. No, I was I was I was waiting for I thought you. you. I thought you were, you gave I me thought five you seconds out. of silence. I thought you cut out. I no, was waiting I was, for you to come back in. <laughs> no, was waiting on you. Um, no, I was saying that I think it, I think it works pretty well for this show. Uh, that we talk about the randomest things that we can find and think of here. So uh, I, I felt like that was that was very much within our wheelhouse. Okay, well let's let's go ahead and do it then. Okay. I just I don't know what you I don't know what you're expecting of me. Do you want me to I, go first? I was expecting you to start. I I was expecting you to say something. Okay. Well, I thought I you mean, cut out. I was so, waiting for your audio to come back in my ears. So you're creating. <laughs> so you're creating your own country out of four states, basically. Yes. So there's a I, lot of. Th- I've had. I've had this answer for seven years. I and by the way, I saw your answer. Not a fan, but it, this is also well, most likely are. a regional thing. <laughs> Well, of course you are, but I have very, very good reasons for, for why my answer is what it is. But would you like to go first? Or do you want me to start? So, yeah, all right. What are the things that you're considering? I'm considering the fact that, do you want to just say the, the four that I have uh, and explain why? Sure. Okay. So, yes, it may be a little regional bias, but I there's a lot of things that that are happening here that I, I think can can play in, into a country very well and all, this is also written into a, a rule book or, or a piece of paper somewhere saying this can actually legally happen if all four states are on board to make their own separate country I don't think it's ever going to happen but I think it'd be really fun if it did nevertheless Louisiana Texas Arkansas Oklahoma four states together Texas is massive you have land you have a tremendous amount of people and both Houston and Dallas, you can pull from Austin, San Antonio, four huge cities in one state. So there's your population. There's your ability to produce Olympic athletes. There's your ability to produce soccer stars for the World Cup. Boom, right there. All right, there's our athletic side of things. Second, Texas has a tremendous amount of oil resources. Like, that's one of the big things Texas is known for. Texas also has a a tremendous amount of old money. So we have these, these old families. We have these old, old whites, if you want to call them that, in Texas, all over, the, all over the state that are already basically building a structure much like we have in Washington because that seems to have worked for the last 200 and blank years. 
in Louisiana, you have access to the Gulf of Mexico. You have massive port cities in New Orleans. You have massive port cities in, um, I think it's Morgan City in New Iberia and Lake Charles, Louisiana, where you can export in, import a tremendous amount of things through the Gulf of Mexico all the way down to the Panama Canal, down to South America, or to the through the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean. So you have a tremendous amount of money going in and out through your export and import industries for this this new country. You can build another port city down in Galveston, Texas. Arkansas, not really providing much, just kind of hanging out. Uh, we need someone to beat in football. You know, Arkansas sucks, so that we, we have that. In Oklahoma, I mean, Oklahoma has... has stuff probably but it's mostly for the import export aspect of providing an economy and then oil rigs for our own natural fossil fuels our own natural gas so we don't have to rely on anyone else and uh, you know louisiana has fantastic food texas has great food arkansas probably has something arkansas has john daly that could be our first president <laughs> and then we're good okay so you and i consider very different things here I okay. looked at this, and I, I considered a combination of things. I considered economy. I considered weather. One of the big things that I considered was defense, because I have played a lot of Civilization in my life, and I'm not sure if you've ever played. It's a computer game that exists where you essentially build your own country from scratch. So with, with my tons of both foreign and domestic political experience, I looked at this, and... <laughs> My immediate Sorry. reaction was a combination of of weather, natural resources, defense. Uh, I looked at it and I went, okay, what can I really do here? So I looked at the West Coast and I was like, ah, I don't know about Washington and Oregon. I don't know about that. But I'm still considering. Oregon might might eventually make it in here. But I went with Arizona, California, Nevada, Utah. Now I that's exactly that's exactly what I thought you were going to go with. That's so exactly what I thought you were going to go with. So originally, it was Arizona, California, Nevada, Colorado, because then at least we get the debates of Colorado and Arizona if they are truly contiguous or not. But I realized with Colorado, it's going to be too difficult to defend. Like I am, it, the U.S. is going to steal Colorado back from me if that's what I go with. They're going to take it. It's going to be their territory. And then we're going to end up fighting a war that we probably can't win. So I went with Utah. I feel like there's natural obstacles with the mountains between Colorado and Utah that we're, we're safe. We can focus on ourselves. We have California with all, all of the benefits that California brings between the weather, between the economy, uh, with, with everything else. Arizona and Nevada are deserts, which is rough, but also... Good infrastructure with Arizona, with Phoenix, right? You know, all the dumb stats of constantly being like the fastest growing place because everybody wants to live in California and can't afford it. So they moved to Arizona. So Arizona for that. Nevada, I think that we can still build stuff. There's a lot of empty land for me to do things with in Nevada. And Utah kind of sucks and is boring, but I needed a fourth state. So I think that we have to go with Utah. So I consider I considered that as if my long-term security as a nation was my primary goal. I, I did not consider college football or, or <laughs> athletics of any kind, to be honest. But I, I still think that we do well. It's all warm weather states, 
So, you know, we can produce Olympic athletes. They could train year round. Uh, I, I think that we'll be fine with those four states. So <laughs> there's, there's a few things that we need to, to talk about. Yeah. One, one, I did consider defense because I don't know the stigma of a, a bunch of middle class white people with guns in the South is a very real thing. I don't know if you've ever been to Texas. A lot of people have guns. Arkansas, a lot of people have guns. They, they don't have teeth, but they have guns. Louisiana, a lot of rifles. If we need, if we need, we can throw together a civilian militia very fast. <laughs> because that's how America was built in the first place, with civilian militia defeating the Redcoats in the swamps of Boston. That's how America was started. So if my country is going to follow in America's footsteps and be a, a nation that eventually takes over a bunch of land that isn't ours, we're going to start with a militia based on, you know, people just wanting freedom. So that's first thing. Militia's there. Two, we can also defend ourselves because we can have a navy because we're near water. We can defend our coast. And three, yes, I considered athletics because... That's how you gain global recognition. Yes, you can have a leader, and John Daly is going to be a fantastic first president. I, I, I guarantee that. <laughs> but you can get you can guarantee your <laughs> your spotlight, your time in the fame of the world's eyes if you compete on that Olympic stage. And yes, college football is a major part of the South. There, our people need entertainment while they're building our country. So Saturdays. As, as vice president of this with John Daly, I'm going to declare that no one works on Saturdays and we're watching college football all day long. So, yes, we need some entertainment. We need defense. We need amazing cooking. And I think we have a fantastic start to the country. Who are you going to be your who's going to be your first president? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like what? What? What is going on? California? I mean, maybe. Really? Like, I understand the land thing in Northern California is dope. But like, I just. Northern California's dope. No, Northern California's dope, dude. It's a lot of mountains. It's a lot of people, like just people, you, just hanging out, dude. You, you mean the end of the state that isn't the place where literally everybody in the country would prefer to live if they could afford it? Well, I'm just saying, Northern California is completely different from Southern California. Yeah, and it's, I'm it's a big fine. mountain guy. I'm a big mountain guy. I would r much rather be in shorts and a long sleeve tee in my Jeep going through the mountains. <laughs> mountains Near are sack. Mountains are fine. But no, that was part of the other that was part of the other thing too, I was gonna say. So in building my economy, we still maintain, you know, we, we still have Vegas and LA for tourism. Uh, so we're still gonna drive a ton of money with both of those on top of Phoenix, Utah, I really don't have anything nice to say about. I know very little about it and don't really care to know anymore. It just, I needed a fourth state and didn't want to pick Oregon because I know nothing about it other than uh, that there's kind of hippie weirdos all over Portland, and that's about it. And I didn't want them as part of my country. So, I picked, I picked Arkansas. Yes, John Daly. Yes, Arkansas football team is, is not good. Little Rock's a cool little spot, man. And tourism is mainly going to come from San Antonio, Dallas, and New Orleans. Who the Especially hell vacations modern, in San modern, Antonio? Well, there's a ton of vacations in San Antonio for people. What do you all do across the South? 
dude, the river walk's dope. There's a bunch of things to San, do in San Antonio. And it's 45 minutes from, like, another great place. And it's only an hour from Austin. Is you can San go Anto- and hit two cities. Is San Antonio actually a vacation destination? Yeah, people go to San Antonio all the time. It's popular. Really? I've never heard it's, this. It's probably the most popular vacation spot in Texas. Really? Yeah, San Antonio's great, dude. Completely unaware. Yeah, it's a huh. beautiful city. I've been, I've been, like, probably 10 plus times, and I loved it every single time. Interesting. So I've only driven through Texas once. Uh, so it was only there for like a day and did not get to see the uh, the sights and sounds very much. Wait, you drove through Texas in a day? Yeah. Like. Just the top, just the top part. OK, just the t- just the panhandle part. OK. Yeah. I was like, that's eight hundred and eighty miles. That's no, a long I was com- day. no, I was coming. I was coming through Oklahoma. That's a twelve hour and forty five minute ride. No, from, I was I was coming through Oklahoma. Orange, I was driving from New York to to Phoenix. Okay, from Orange until El Paso, eight hundred and eighty miles. Yeah, no, I no was was coming from uh was was basically coming from uh from like Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City and okay. that that sort of area. Yeah, so you probably drove through Amarillo and and all those other places. Couldn't tell um, you. Wasn't super long. Was like, I think 10 or 12. Like, I don't know. Something like that. Eight hours. Anyway. Either any, way. Yeah, that makes sense. West Texas, there's nothing there. So we can do all of our weird experimental government stuff out there. One thing I'd like to <laughs> note. One, <laughs> It's not as funny as, as it should have been. Um, the, the one thing that you're taking from the United States is Nevada. Area 51 is now yours. Ooh, good point. I didn't even think about that. Area 51 is not yours. So you get access to all the weird stuff. That's yeah, area that's a good. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I like that. So, yeah, we're going to continue. I, Utah is literally just basically our our, our border state. Right. That's our so, buffer to keep everyone else out. Well, also, it's Utah is very mountainous. So yeah, if they exactly. want to attack you. They're going to have to they're going to have to find another way around. Yep. So yeah, that was it's basically like. It's why Switzerland is so neutral is because they're like in between two big mountain ranges. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? We'll just stay in the middle. If you guys, you know, you guys can fight and, and be fine. We're just going to stay in the middle. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty safe from being infiltrated. I mean, the the only borders that we really have to defend is New Mexico and there's nobody and nothing there. It's empty. So we don't have to worry well, about you that. Gotta, well, OK, so you have to worry about the people coming down from Oregon. And you got to worry about the yeah, people coming I mean, up from Mexico. Yeah, what are the people from from Portland going to do? Ooh, sell me pot and tell me to watch? I don't know, Portlandia. Like, it, I'm, uh, yeah, it's a good. I'm show, not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Um, I'm not worried about Oregon. I'm not worried about Idaho. What are they going to do? Hey, dude, they got they got a dope football team. To be fair, I mean, even even look at our Idaho. We we're going to have a nice trade agreement getting. Uh, getting their farming down because we definitely can't farm in Nevada. Uh, we're we're going to struggle with that. That's what Northern California is going to be for, for the most part. So you, are you building an alliance with the United States? Like what, what's your relationship with, with, with the U S I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be, I would prefer for us to be friendly, but you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I, my plan is for us to be cool, but okay. you never know. What about, what about my country? Are we going to hate each other? Yeah, I mean, we can... Yeah, no, we're going to be cool. There's no my, reason. My country's, we're not competing my de- for resources. My country's definitely going to dust you in every sport, though. 
don't know about that, man. I have California. Okay, cool. You're going to beat me. What, your, your guys at LA Fitness is going to beat my national basketball team? Awesome. Cool. It's going to beat your what? My national basketball team. Like, I no, understand like, that Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas and, and, and the other state, Oklahoma, doesn't produce a tremendous amount of basketball players, but you, you and your L.A. fitness boys are going to come over and beat me. That's fine. Okay, beat me in basketball. I can beat you in 12 other sports. Dude, all the best athletes come out of California, Texas, and Florida. Yeah, well. We, we each have one of the states. <laughs> I love how neither of us picked Florida. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, all right. I thought about Florida, but then I have to pick Georgia and Alabama, and I don't want to do that. You don't have to pick Alabama. I mean, I have to pick Georgia or Alabama, and I guess I could take Georgia. Like, Atlanta's cool and just take the Carolinas. I thought about that. But, yeah. I mean. One thing I thought about was uh, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri. Okay. And just be neutral but have every single agricultural aspect you could ever want or dream of. See, that's too dangerous. You're surrounded. Yeah, so is every other country ever. I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, you look at Europe, they're just states. Yeah, I know. Well, like, you're, they're just <laughs> states. <laughs> yes, I know. Europe doesn't. But, but you're saying I'm surrounded by one country all the way around. Yes, exactly. That they can attack okay. you from any angle, basically. Well, so is the Vatican City, and no one hates them. <laughs> well, I mean, either way, Europe's not the best example, because Europe is how the world <laughs> should be put together, where, like, it's a new country every couple of hours. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I'm referencing it a lot. Under one, they're all bonded under one, like, union. We're like, yeah, we're not the governing body. We're just like, we allow you to travel from country to country without too much hassle. Yeah, it's it, in that uh, in, in that special from earlier. That's that's one of the other things is uh, Colin Quinn says he goes, Europe understood that people are different every 700 miles. And it's like <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's true. Um, so Europe doesn't count. They're set up correctly. But I think that's dangerous being surrounded by by the entire U.S. I don't know, man. So I was looking at corners, right? Uh, where, where we could be safe, where we can have resources. And, you know, I could make the argument, I guess, if I wanted to to try to play this correctly, I could say Florida, Georgia, combine the Carolinas into one state like they should be and combine Virginia <laughs> and West Virginia into one state like it should be and just take those. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I would do that if I, if I could cheat and combine states that should be one state anyway. So I thought about briefly Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts just in the mere fact that we can just let Bernie try out what he wants to do. And if it fails, we'll kick yeah. him out. <laughs> With that, that's tough, though, because, like, the only major city that you're going to have is Boston, which then you yeah, have to our deal capital. with people from Boston. Yeah, you, the people from Boston are, are going to be the ones in charge of your country. Like, yeah, it's a clam dude, you don't have Down to wor- capital. Bro, you don't have to worry about the U.S. invading you. They're going to try and invade the U.S. <laughs> like, <laughs> and fail miserably. 
<laughs> with you're, our five billion people, dude, four of them being in Boston. Yeah, no, you're gonna be like, all right, guys, we're gonna try out this little thing here. We're gonna have a good time, and then they're gonna get a few Sam Adams deep, and they're gonna go, let's go take New York. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and you're just you're done. You can't do that. Um, our military vehicles got smart park. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I thought about stuff in the Northeast, but I was like, you know what, man, I don't want to, I'm never living in cold weather climate unless I have to again. So let me look, let me look further South. Uh, you know, we established, I wasn't doing Florida. Uh, I, I like my little like Southwestern, uh, my, my little Southwest America, uh, country that I'm building. How dope would it be? How, how dope would this be if we had Montana North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. I'd rather take Minnesota. Awesome. I'd rather take Minnesota than Wyoming. Why? And just have Minneapolis as your capital? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the only one of those states with a major city. Yes, I would rather. Well, no, I do, I'm just talking about, like, if you really want to do weird experimental government stuff, oh, <laughs> just yeah. have your whole country as with no one, no one in it. It would essentially be Iceland, the size of Iceland <laughs> with the amount of people. Yeah, no, you take <laughs> those. As big as, as big as a country like, I don't know, Spain. That's fair enough. I could just, <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want there, I guess. I can just build, <laughs> like, a major, a major metropolitan city. There's enough room for what, for a new one. Just create so, it. So yeah, we would build a city. It would basically be a utopia that <laughs> yeah. gets really cold, and we have the natural parks. You know, we have to yeah, share no, some of it with the United States. Nobody's uh, trying to go wanna, there, so you don't have to worry swap, about anyone coming in. So we get Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. We okay, so we swap out North Dakota and Idaho, and we just take Yellowstone. <laughs> okay, and then we figure out how to get the, get that super volcano to go off. Just. And we don't even have to invade the U.S. We can just let the Yellowstone super volcano take out the country for us. Yeah, combine the Dakotas, too, to cheat. Through the ashes, we rise and take over the rest of everything else. I think think that we got something here. I'm starting to like yours, but more than I did initially. Shaq, what, my my original one with Louisiana? Or this one with... I'm okay. saying your original one with Louisiana. I'm just talking about like Louisiana, the Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas import export would be everything because Louisiana has a ton of rice and a ton of sugar cane. Texas has a ton of natural gas. We can export that, import that, make tons of money, bring in, have trade deals with other countries. And I mean, New Orleans is already a massive port city. We can beef up Lake Charles into another massive port city. We can beef up Galveston into another massive port city. And boom, here we go. We're making money because money brings in defense and defense brings in security and security brings in happiness and happiness brings in the people. And we want all of the immigration because we want this place to be massive so we can eventually, you know, sustain ourselves. Boom, let's go. That's it. I'm walking off. Have a good show. I also love that you assigned yourself vice president instead of just like leader. You're like, I'm yeah, going to be the no, vice president. I'm, I'm John Daly's running mate. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Daly and James. <laughs> Daly and James. It's fine. Well, all right, then. Get your, da- get your daily dose of James. Right you, have a sm- you have a smaller ego than I uh, because I am, le- I am leading my, my new country. Uh, at your, least, at least for the first name? period of time. I don't know. What's your country's name, though? You know, I guess... Like I said, we literally could just be, like, the 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 Southwest 
states of America or something like that. That that wouldn't be that hard. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something generic like that. I could name it after myself, but I'm not that vain. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead. Did uh, you could, did you consider a name? There's a city on the there's a there's a point where Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana meet. I'm sorry, Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana meet. It's called Texarkana. Yeah. And Texarkana has an address or has a has a zip code in every one of those states. It's right there on the border. It's much like Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas, where the city just kind of goes over and, and spills over into the states. So I get at Oklahoma in there. So I'm considering Oklahoma, Texarkana or Texarkana Oma. Yeah, that's too much. That's a mouthful, well, bro. Or you can take the abbreviations from those states and make a word out of it using. Ooh, that's using a good idea. The, that's a good idea. I've got to write it out. That's a good Ooh, idea. What's that thing? What's the thing? Uh, what's that called when you like take letters of other words and you make new words with them? A word. Spelling. No, uh-huh. <laughs> no it's a. It's no, a, it's. I believe it's a, what you're saying is an anagram. Yeah, anagram. It's basically that. So you Arizona State Education, bro. Hey, number one innovation, and apparently going to be very, very bad in football this year because of all the allegations against Arizona State. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, good show, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It might have I been. think I talked about that. I think I talked about that recently. Did I, did I talk about that on the show? Where, like, I started saying... Yeah, I did. Where I started saying uh, probably to yes or no answers. Yes, yes, I believe that we talked yeah. about it last time out. Um, that- yeah, two, it was two shows ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, my voice was was fine. It's like, hey, can you turn the fan? Probably. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's funny. Do you have shout outs? Because I have a decent amount, actually, for once. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll start. I, uh, I watched the Netflix original film Stowaway last night with Anna Kendrick. And... Um, it was it was it was all right. It was adequate. Glowing I enjoyed, endorsement. <laughs> well, I en- I didn't look at my phone the whole time, so that was nice. And then it was an hour and fifty five minute movie, and about like the hour mark, I started getting restless. I never got restless. It was it was it was I wouldn't say captivating, but it was it held my attention all the way through. It wasn't a great movie but it kept my attention just based on the mere fact I had no idea where it was going. So good job, Netflix. Good job, Anna Kendrick, my childhood celebrity crush. Very nice. Um, awesome. I, I, I'll have to look at that. But uh, <laughs> anti-shout-out first to Fast Big and Furious 9. Like, yes, always an anti-shout-out to Big Bang Theory. That should be a recurring bit. But um, anti-shout-out to Fanine, the Fast Saga, because it's, one, the naming conventions of the Fast and Furious movies are the only thing dumber than the movie itself is how they try to come up with the names of them because none of them make sense. Uh, the last one was Fate of the Furious with Fate spelled F8. This one is clearly, if we're going by the logic of the last one, Fanine. The Fast Saga. It's terrible. I it, Look, if you're into dumb fun and explosions, you're going to have a good time. I literally burst out laughing multiple times at scenes that are not intended to be funny. So uh, if, if you want to go uh, have a halfway decent time and hate watch it and contribute to their box office like I did, uh, fine. It's fine. It's two and a half hours when it really needs to be 90 minutes. But anti-shout out to Fast and Furious 9. 
while simultaneously saying, if you want to go see it, go see it. Live your life. Do whatever you want. But shout out to all the memes that have been on the internet about uh, Dom Toretto saying family. Yeah, those have blown up like in, in the last 24 hours, it feels like. Those, awesome. those have gotten it's really so big. Funny. Um, I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie in my life. But those, I, I know like how the movies go. I know nothing is stronger and more important than family. Yeah. Like <laughs> here, I can I can give a real shout out. Fast Five is legitimately a good action movie. Like it's just legitimately, it's a good movie. Fast Five, uh, Fast and Furious Six is. I think Fast and Furious Six falls like right on the line of being good, and then everything else is bad besides those. How two. is how is Cena's uh, Fast and Furious debut? How is I'm, Cena in the movie? I mean, he's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the movies are so bad. Like the plot is dumb. The, the dialogue is dumb. Everything is dumb in the movie. It's so stupid constantly. Like, I don't even know how to describe the movie without just going into plot details and insulting it. Not that anyone cares about the plot of these movies, but it's just, it's really bad. Like I'm pretty sure they sh- I'm pretty sure they show it in the trailer. If they don't, I'm sorry. Spoiler for Fast Nine: They shoot a Spoiler. car into space and fly it through <laughs> space. Like it's just it's the dumbest movie that I've seen. I I tweeted it that Fast Nine is the dumbest movie I've seen since Hobbs and Shaw, which is also Fast and Furious, which was the dumbest movie I saw since Fast and Furious Eight, which was the dumbest movie I had seen since Fast and Furious Seven. Like the top five dumbest movies I've seen in the last five years are like Fast and Furious Seven through Nine, counting the spinoffs. Like it's just they shoot a car into space. And fly it. And you want to know why they shoot it into space and fly it? Because Ludacris is a rocket expert now. When in the first movie that he's in, he's a mechanic. He's a, he works on cars. And somehow he turned into a rocket scientist. As he's sitting there like, the numbers break down, bro. As they're shooting a car into space. Oh my god, it's bad. So anti so shout out watched- Fast and Furious <laughs> We both watched space movies recently. That's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. Oh man! But yeah, <laughs> you're about to say it's just it's why a bad they movie. shoot a car. In, why they shoot a car into space? Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Family. Uh. Yeah. So those are bad. But act- legitimately, Fast Five is a good movie. I would suggest anybody to watch fast five if you're looking for a good action movie it's 100 percent worth your time um so shout out to fast five i guess shout out to the single moms convention in galveston texas coming up pretty soon uh i have a few complaints however one why was i not invited to see the single mom prospects that i'm found myself into recently and two who are going to watch their kids That's that's such a Two dumb joke, and I, it's such a dumb <laughs> joke, but it's also good. I oh, I tried so hard not to laugh. Damn it! No, that's honestly good. though, because they're single yes, moms. They obviously yes. don't have a ton of they don't they don't have a ton of help. You know, the dad's not around. Whether he's dead or whether he's a deadbeat doesn't make doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference to this. They're a single mom. Hey, he's probably just taking a really long time to come back with those smokes. <laughs> He's going to get milk. He got v- um, <laughs> very lost. Forgot his GPS. 
His car broke down. <laughs> His car broke down. He tried to hitchhike and ended up in a Bangkok prison. Um, the the single moms convention is such an interesting concept to me because of the mere fact that we're getting together to talk about how terrible our lives are while also not watching our kid. I did not know like, that just, this was a real thing. I This is a real thing. I saw a billboard for it today, and I put it in my phone notes immediately while I was driving. The first 30 seconds to a minute of this, I was trying to decipher if you were doing a bit or not, to be honest. No, this is a real thing. I think it's in Galveston, Texas, coming up this weekend. I, You wondered where I was going? I'm going there. There you, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing IAC content for I'm actually not, but I really would like to. <laughs> Just to see. Hi, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm the media. Walk yeah, into I mean, my, my media pass and just start talking to all the single moms. Well, legitimately business. talking to the people who put that on would probably be an interesting interview, to be honest. I would love to do that. I'm going to make some phone calls tomorrow. No, you you legit should. Um, <laughs> like that. That's actually interesting. Um, I was going to say uh, shout out to uh, Zach Stone is going to be famous. A... TV show that was on MTV in 2013. Uh, it is written and stars, or written by and stars rather, uh, Bo Burnham. I did not even really know that it existed uh, until I came across a couple of reviews for it since uh, his most recent special just came out. I decided to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, you do have to pay for it. It is not free, but uh, it, it's really good. Uh, really well made. Just a good 12, 13 episode comedy that got canceled too soon. So are you familiar with the, the phenomenon of, of cover bands? Yeah. Yes, I am. So they play, you know, either one artist in particular, they play like very popular songs from like the 80s or 90s or 2000s. Like that, that's their whole thing. They're contracted out to do, go do gigs and sound like the people who played these songs. Yeah, they're very popular around here. Right. That's like a really cool concept and you never have a bad show because people like your songs because that's the whole reason why you're there. I think it'd be a very, very funny thing if someone just got on stage as a uh, cover comedian and just told all of their favorite comedian's jokes. I think that'd be really great. That it sounds like work as one well. of the, it sounds like one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but I think it'd be very interesting if someone tried to do it, <laughs> because you would never, again, never have a bad show because these jokes. You one hundred percent would, because <laughs> you, you don't have as good of timing as as actual comedians. It's like there's okay, there's there's people who has like a hobby, just play guitar and like have a good time and are kind of good at it or sing. But legitimately, like, people don't, yeah, no, they're not going to be able to do stand-up and mimic somebody else's jokes and timing and cadence. I just think it, I thought it was funny to even think about. It's like cover bands are, like, doing the thing. So cover comedians, it's the same concept, but worse. Except much more frowned upon. In in the stand-up community, <laughs> stealing jokes is something that that most comedians are not fans of. Yeah, no, and they shouldn't because it's you know your intellect and like that's your intellectual property essentially. I think it'd be a very funny SNL bit to try it, like to like have the bit of whatever, and like Dave Chappelle, who might be hosting SNL, comes out 
It's like, hey, that's my joke. And like has that whole interaction as he's sitting in the crowd. Hey, you know what? This it it sounded a lot better before I started speaking. Yeah, I was I was about to say, are you giving a shout out to a concept right now <laughs> that you thought are you giving a shout out to your to an idea? Or are you shouting out cover bands? I I don't know. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> Anti shout out to Riley James. So, um, <laughs> oh, uh, but the uh, <laughs> yes, cover bands are very popular around here. I I've never actually really gone to to go see one. I know. So, like in my hometown, there's bands that don't have original music that they are just a band unto themselves that play other people's songs. Right? They are a cover band, but not to a specific artist. Around here cover bands for a specific artist are really popular uh mostly because they just like play the casinos that are around here uh like where you'll see kiss cover bands and acdc cover bands and like everything kind of in that genre of music so uh it's something that i've heard is really good people who have gone to it always tell me they're like no it's actually a pretty good time so maybe at some point i'll check it out uh we'll not be checking out the the cover stand-up comedian show though i'm sorry yeah that's nice. E production coming to a city near you. Um, <laughs> all right, we can, we can go. I'll, I'll go to support you, but I won't be happy about it. <laughs> I'd like to ask you a question about Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, go on. I forgot that you wanted um, to do this. Go. So I, everyone's well aware that the Phoenix Suns are now in the NBA Finals for the very first time in franchise history. Is that right? They've been in there before. I believe. They played in one in the 90s, didn't they, with Barkley? Maybe at Barkley. Who's to say? They're I believe so. They're, they're trying to win their first NBA Finals in their history, and they've not been to a ton. So I can imagine the city is very, very excited. Have you noticed a shift? Have you noticed a um, considerable amount of, of people coming into the city for the NBA Finals? Have you, have you noticed anything different about Phoenix as we approach game one tonight? So not really just because I live in North Phoenix, so I'm not really – I'm not close enough to really see downtown. I have no reason to be downtown right now where the where like the stadium is and where a lot of the uh, nightlife and stuff is. I haven't been back down there yet. So I've considered going to a couple games. Tickets are expensive, though, uh, for the Western Conference Finals and now for the finals. But in general, I mean, you can look it up online like they've been. The the streets have been have been fun, like after they clinched and stuff uh, w- with people leaving the stadium and having a good time and uh, all the pictures on Twitter of the players going out and taking pictures with fans and stuff. Uh, it's a good basketball city. I've always heard that. I've never really gotten to see it since I moved here because uh, I think they only made the playoffs once since I've lived here. But uh, everybody has always told me that, that this is a basketball city first and foremost, that when the Suns are good, uh, the, the city really gets behind them more so than the Cardinals or the Diamondbacks. So uh, from what I've seen, that seems to be the case. People are way more jacked up about the Suns team than I've ever seen for Phoenix sports before. Partially because the Diamondbacks and Cardinals are rarely ever good at their particular sport. Uh, one last question. Um, are you a de facto Suns fan now because you, you've lived in the city for, for a while? Yeah, like, I, know to a I know you're extent. a Nets guy. I know you're a Nets guy, but have you have you familiarized yourself yourself with the Suns, and are are you somewhat of a fan? Yeah, I guess to a certain extent. I mean, I if if my actual teams aren't aren't going to win or do anything well, I guess I'd prefer for 
the the teams around here to do well. So yeah, I guess so. And I haven't been I haven't been super into the Nets in like ten years now. I mean, I I grew up with the Vince Carter, uh, Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd Nets, and then around 2012, uh, it kind of faded on my Nets fandom. So yeah, I guess I could be a de facto Suns fan. Okay. Well, I had two very very interesting interview questions about the city that you live in because tonight, uh, at the time of recording, it's game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, we're doing this on Tuesday for the mere fact that I'm going out of town and won't be able to to bring any of my equipment with me. Uh, just the mere fact that we need to keep this trip as light as possible as far as um, as far as the things that I bring. So we're recording this on Tuesday. By the time you hear this, we will have two games of the NBA Finals actually played. So forgive me. I'm picking Milwaukee to win. Are you picking Phoenix? Yeah, I'll take Phoenix because at the okay. time of recording, I don't believe that we know whether Giannis is even going to play in game one. Yeah, so the game tips off in an hour and a half, and uh, we we don't know yet. So, uh, very fun thing that the NBA Finals are on the West Coast, and the games don't start till eight, so that means they won't end till about eleven, which is kind of awesome. So, great stuff. Nevertheless, are we done? I think we're done. I'm ready to get out of here. If you are, uh, yeah. Uh, at Riley James IAC on Twitter and Instagram. At Ryan Wintle on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the Sports Desk. And if anyone cares, a podcast we both host. Both available on every single platform you can listen to this show on. Of course, the one, big ones being Spotify, Apple, and Google Play or Google Podcast. Rather, if you get the show through Apple, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, all right. I guess I'll see you in two weeks, Ryan. Yeah, anti-shout-out to uh, the Apple Podcast update. I'll see you in two weeks. (laughs)